In a world where every diet you know is wrong. Well, not every diet. I mean... Yes, but almost every doesn't sound as good. Yeah, but... Shut up. One man stands alone. Well, not completely. I mean... It's time for Adam Martin, the No Breakfast Guy. And let's talk fast. Fasting, fitness, and fat loss. What's going on guys and welcome to this brand new episode this week of the Let's Talk Fast podcast. I'm your host Adam Martin, more commonly known as the No Breakfast Guy and I'm super excited to have our guest on here today. He's been a client of mine since early February I believe it is where we started chatting about getting uh, Max onto his uh, journey forward and kind of changing his life and turning his life around and I thought it would be a great chat to not only kind of chat with Max, because this is the first time we've had a chat kind of live, everything's been done through an email account, Um, but also to kind of just share Max's story so far, and um, we're going to document this journey over the next year, and kind of document with another couple of podcasts throughout the year to kind of really let you guys know kind of where the pits and falls and the ups and downs and wherever it is from just an ordinary Joe Blow going through a weight loss kind of journey. So Max, I really appreciate you coming on, and uh, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Adam. It's a pleasure to be here. Excellent, mate. Well, um, as we kind of were just talking off uh, podcasts before, I thought um, we'd get you on today and just uh, have a chat a bit about kind of who you are, where you come from, what's the background and where you got to kind of, you know, December last year where we kind of, I think, started just kind of chatting and talking a bit about maybe jumping on a year-long program together and then we kind of got started in the new year. So, um, so yeah, if you want to share with the audience just... Uh, who are you, where you're from, and kind of where we got to, you know, let's just call it December 31 last year and kind of, you know, doing the New Year's resolution and moving forward from here. So, yeah, just uh, take it away, mate. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm from Adelaide. I'm 27 years old. Been in Adelaide uh, all my life. I've actually, I've never actually left South Australia. Um, so, yeah, born and raised here. Um I guess I've sort of haven't really had any restrictions like food-wise or anything like that for the past 27 years. Um, yeah, it's, I sort of, you know, hit rock bottom in December. Um, uh, went to my doctor and um, he actually didn't want to let me leave the um, the practice without having a blood test and having all the works done because he was very concerned with my blood pressure and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I did that. Um, and then, yeah, that's really, you know, we did the weight and I hit, I think it was 200.4 my weight was, um, which actually hit hit me pretty hard. Um, I knew I was obviously obese, but I didn't know I was that obese. Um so yeah, um, where do we go from there? Oh, so I've complained. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, mate. Well, um, you know, it's as you said, you've kind of had uh, twenty-seven years growing up in uh, South Australia. Um, what's what's life been like as a kid? Were you kind of involved in sport as a younger uh, as a younger lad, or you kind of what kind of kept you interested uh, throughout your kind of school and teenage years? Where were you at? Um, yeah, I did do a bit of sports. Um when I was younger and stuff like that, I did um, cricket and soccer and a bit of footy um, growing up. Um, 
and then once I hit high school, that sort of all sort of all stopped. And um, yeah, I'm not sure why I stopped. I guess I just gained weight, and you know, obviously sports would have helped, but just lost interest in it. And so yeah, just went went from there. I guess. Okay. Yeah. And then has weight always for you been something that you know? Were you always slightly overweight as a younger kid and kind of going through your teenage years or was there kind of a, a point you know was it when you were 10 that you know weight started going, like was there a kind of point in your age uh, where that kind of started coming on um I've, i guess i've always been the i've always been the bigger kid um at school and stuff like that and as, yeah, as far back as i can remember i've always been the the biggest sort of kid um so yeah it's always something that i've always struggled with um, you know, yeah. And have you had times throughout that that uh, you had, like, you know, I, I better start losing some weight and kind of giving it a go and kind of losing some weight and having success and then coming back? Or has it just been a gradual increase in weight over the years? Where's where's your journey kind of taken you up until, obviously, we started having a chat last year? So, yeah, I have tried to lose weight before. Um, I've done a number of different diets and stuff like that, you know, the fad diets, um I've tried the like doing shakes, meal replacement shakes, stuff like that. I did that for probably about six months of very low calorie. Um, that was a it was very yo-yoish. Um, so it was up and down. You know, I one week I'd be bang on, you know, next to no carbs, anything like that. I'd lose a bunch of weight, and then the next week I'd eat a bunch of carbs, and I wouldn't lose as much weight and so I did it for about six months, and I lost. I think it was about twenty kilos. It took, yeah, it took six months. I lost twenty kilos, um, and then I, I actually had a knee injury. I tore my meniscus and had an operation on that, um, and I sort of just forgot about it and just started eating and drinking whatever I want again. Mm-hmm. What are some um, of the other ones you've uh, tried beyond the uh, shakes? Um, so I've tried, yeah, I've tried shakes. I've tried like, um, so I've done no carbs, like just eating other foods with no carbs, mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. And I just, they've never really worked. Um, they work for a short period of time. Um, but I just, not eating carbs is just not sustainable in a long, over a long period. Yep. Um, so yeah, this is definitely doing the fasting and you know, obviously I'm one meal a day um, at the moment, Monday to Friday, um, mm-hmm. which I absolutely love. I couldn't recommend it um, highly. Um, it's, yeah, it's great. I love it. It fits my lifestyle. Um, and yeah, it's just, I, I'm eating what I want, just smaller proportions, obviously. Yeah, and so, just, sorry, keep going, mate. Oh, yeah, it's just, you know, I'm obviously just in a calorie deficit a lot of the time, and that's a big thing I didn't realise. I thought it was always, you know, carbs make you fat, so that's what you have to stay away from. And that's one thing um, having you as a coach is really, really showing me is that it's it's not the case. It's not just one type of food that makes you fat. It's... It's the overall calories that you consume in a day versus calories out. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Ex- excellent. Well, um, 
let's kind of get on to that point where I guess, yeah, we crossed paths and as I said, started chatting and kind of setting out a plan and kind of what we could do moving forward was the time that you had with that doctor where um, obviously you jumped on the scales, you saw 200 kilos on the scales and you know, he was worried about the bloke. Was that the first time you had kind of really sat down with a doctor or had you been kind of with a doctor in regards to your weight and things like that prior to that? No, not really. I've never really, um, like, oh, I've gone to doctors and they've been, you know, obviously you're overweight, you should probably do something about that. And that's really it. They haven't really gone any further into it, and neither have I. You know, just, yeah, no worries, I know, and not done anything. Um, and then, yeah, it was when, it was in December when I went there, and he was actually really concerned about my weight and my um, my well-being. Um, and it was like, well, you know, I seen 200, and I went, well, I've got to do something, like, you know, I'll be I'll be dead in another twenty years, and what's the point of that? Absolutely, absolutely. So, in leading kind of from that point is, and I know obviously you said you hadn't, you only seen a, um, a doctor here and there, and that you know, obviously they'd said yeah you should do something about it, not going too further onto it. The information that you were kind of getting, um, you know, and thinking that you know I've got to drop carbs out of my uh, uh, life or kind of I'll try this particular uh, diet or try that particular where was kind of where did you go yourself usually for information was it you know social media posts that you saw was it something on google that you kind of you know how to lose weight like how did you kind of yourself go about collecting information to kind of what should I do next yes I've always I've always gone with social media that seems to be the the way it is now um I've always used social media to try and find any information um, about, yeah, how to lose weight, um, which obviously isn't always the best because there are people out there that <laughs> just advertise anything and everything. <laughs> um, and then one of my um, best friends, Christy, actually follows you. Um, and she recommended that I um, follow your page on Instagram. And that's how I sort of found you and started talking to you. And that's when I started learning about fasting. Um, I'd never really thought about it or considered it before. Um, and, yeah, so, yeah, she introduced me to your page and that's where we started talking. Yeah, fantastic. And the kind of initial talks that we started having and just talking around and asking questions about fasting, what had your... Uh, I guess experience with fasting been up until that point had you ever heard of it had you ever kind of come across it anything regarding skipping breakfast what had you kind of heard about it um, at all I hadn't really heard about fasting at all prior to um, talks with you um, I've never I hadn't ever tried it myself um, skipping breakfast I've always been told that's a no-no yep um, that you, you must have breakfast to kickstart the day um, and stuff like that. So, yeah, it wasn't until um, following your page when I that's when I started to learn about it. And obviously we'll go into more detail about your program specifically now and how it's working for you, and you kind of alluded to it um, before. But let's kind of just go back on to day one when we kind of get started because I think a lot of people, when they're – Starting any new regime, there's obviously that kind of, yeah, today's going to be my day kind of moment and the first 
you know, it might be the first couple of days, it might be the first couple of weeks, it might even be the first couple of months. You know, the energy is buzzing and away you're going. How how did you feel kind of at this thought process when you had been told your whole life that breakfast is the most important meal of the day? Did you have reservations going into day one, thinking, you know, what am I getting myself into? Do I should I be doing this? I don't know. Like, where was your head headspace at, kind of on day one and skipping breakfast for the first time? Yeah, of course, I was. Um, I was quite concerned about it because you know, it's, growing up, we've always been told that you have to have breakfast. It's the only, it's the healthiest way to start the day. Um, so yeah, I was very concerned about um, about yeah, skipping breakfast and starting it, but. Um, and yeah, I was, you know, I'd never met you before or anything like that. So it was like, you know, who is this guy? Do I trust him? Um, so yeah, it was, it's a bit, it's something that I wouldn't normally do. Um, but I think it was something that I had to do to change, um, my, um, my past sort of thing. So you know, it's something I wouldn't do, so I had to do it sort of thing, if that was makes it, any sense. Yeah, um, well, I mean, is it kind of almost a, well, I've tried other things and that hasn't worked, so what's the worst that could happen here? I'll give it a go anyway. Was that kind of the thought? Yeah, more or less, yeah. That was exactly my thoughts. It was like, well, can't do any harm, so why not give it a shot? Perfect. Well, um, let's dive into day one and kind of um, start going from there. How How was kind of wrap up the first week for you, day one and then kind of the first week, how did you find, you know, skipping breakfast and then, you know, because I say this to all of um, new clients starting or anyone coming to me kind of asking with regards to, you know, how do I just get started on this no breakfast life? I've lived an entire life where I always eat breakfast. Uh, if I skip it, I'll be dead by 8.30 kind of ideas that um, we'll have, you know, that fear of the unknown. How was the first week for you in skipping uh, breakfast did it was it easy straight off the bat did you have some troubles in the first week or two or where were, where were you at on that um i actually i found it pretty easy um skipping breakfast um it wasn't yeah it wasn't too difficult really i never really i think i got hungry and still now i get hungry about well i think i get hungry um about 10 o'clock in the morning um so you're getting on towards lunch anyway and then it was just at the start, obviously, I was um, skipping breakfast and having lunch and dinner. Um, so, yeah, I found it pretty easy just skipping breakfast and then just having lunch. Um, yeah, I didn't really have any troubles with skipping breakfast. Perfect. It's always... quite, <laughs> it was quite surprising. I thought I was, you know, oh, I'm going to be starving. How am I going to do this? Um you know, I thought my energy levels would drop and I would, you know, crash and burn. But oh, I found that I actually I had more energy and I wasn't sluggish and I just, yeah, I can't recommend it any more highly. Perfect. Well, kind of, um, I've just brought up your tracking sheet in front of me so we can kind of just share a bit of that information if, um, if you're happy with that. Um, yeah, that's fine. So we kind of started early February. It was pretty much the first day of February because uh, we kind yep. of we chatted through um, January and kind of how we're going to go about this. And obviously, you, you had some certain concerns about, you know, is this going to be okay for me? And we kind of alleviated those concerns and away we went on kind of February 1. And as you kind yep. of alluded to, I gave you um, 
a kind of instead of like a calorie goal to stick with, uh, I gave you kind of more of a meal kind of goal to stick with in that whether it's two meals for that day, one meal for that day, whether it's one meal and a snack for that day or whatever it might be. Um, and this is something that I, I'm getting more and more, um, I guess, going down that line with a lot of clients. I usually do it with very overweight clients. Um, and you know, I think uh, respectfully, I'll put you into that column that we certainly had a lot of weight to lose. And I think this is where a, a lot of people get stumped with the kind of whole calorie counting part of it all that it, it can seem quite daunting. Not only are you now skipping breakfast, but you're now having to count calories. Now should I start adding exercise in? It kind of is a lot to kind of think about on day one. And so um, with you and quite a number of my clients, um, what I'll do is I'll just say, look, don't worry about the calories. Let's leave them alone. As long as we're getting results um, and we're moving forward, we can keep going with this. But let's just kind of look at maybe one meal and one snack for the day or two meals for the day or whatever it might be. And so for you, it was kind of very early on. It was two meals a day or one meal a day. And we kind of alternated through a lot of that. There was more in the beginning, kind of a lot of two meal days, just to kind of get you into the routine of just skipping breakfast and having those two meals. Is going from that two meal to, as you say now, you're very much in tune with a one meal type day. But in the beginning, kind of having just one meal a day, like obviously skipping breakfast and lunch, how'd you find that went? Um, yeah, pretty good. Um, obviously, I did get hungry. Um, I think it was very hard being at work as well because other people are having lunch and stuff like that. Um, but as long as I kept myself busy, I was all right. Um, and that's, you know, same with now. Um, obviously, I haven't worked, haven't worked today, so I've tried to keep myself busy. If I'm just sitting at home, it's like I think you you're boredom, you're boredom hungry mm-hmm. um, more than anything. You're not actually hungry. So, yeah, as long as I keep myself busy, um, I'm fine. Uh, yeah, I don't have any dramas with whether it be one meal or two meals a day. Um, and, yeah. now, and now that we have you predominantly, and we'll kind of you know, scan through the last couple of months, we kind of gradually and gradually pushed out um, the two meals out of your week to, as you kind of said, that now we have you know our weekends, our Saturday and Sunday, and I, I usually do that because they're more social days. So you know if you are heading out with friends on a you know on a weekend for a lunch, you can kind of have that rather than having to you know sit there and go, oh you know today's only a one meal day. I don't want to kind of you know I, I want your life to be inclusive. You don't want to kind of have to you know sacrifice everything in life just to make. Um, any kind of fat loss journey, uh, you know, fit that day kind of thing. So how have you found kind of being around friends and family and things like that, that making this fit your life? Has it been something that you can? Have you found that you have to, you know, give up anything? How how much have you had to sacrifice and things like that? Um, yeah, well, I haven't really had to sacrifice much of anything because I, I work during the day and whenever I see friends it's either for dinner or um, or it's on the weekend and we just push it back so um, I'll either go to the gym with them, we'll train and then we'll go out and break our fast sort of thing um, so yeah it's, it's actually it's fit my lifestyle pretty good um, yeah, I haven't really had to sacrifice um, much of anything it's it's all pretty yeah, it's pretty snug. Perfect. <laughs> um, and 
the kind of big fear that I guess a lot of people have is yeah, and you was, I think you hit the nail on the head with regards to kind of boredom, kind of eating, uh, and you thinking you're hungry but not necessarily hungry. A lot of people have a fear, you know, big fear around hunger and kind of hunger being well. If I'm hungry, then you know my body is starving and I'm I'm wasting away and I need to have something straight away. And I think that's just come from a world where we have access and. Uh, you know, to anything and everything we want at any point in the day. And, you know, if I want it, I can have it kind of thing. Have you found throughout this entire time, because we have had some times where, you know, we have fallen off the, the actual wagon of what we're trying to achieve. And we'll talk about those and kind of how you dealt with those days. Because a couple of questions did come through with regards to that when I put a poll out the other day on, you know, what questions we can potentially ask you today. But yep. how have you found kind of when you either think you're hungry or you are hungry and it's not part of the plan, but you go with that anyway and kind of either have a big breakout meal or just kind of have something small anyway. Um, how have you normally kind of dealt with that hunger if you then, you know, can't seem to get yourself through that time? Um, yeah, well, look, there has been times where, you know, the hunger's hit me or the boredom hunger's hit me and I've gone, you know, I'll, I'll I'll have a glass of water and see if that helps. Um, but sometimes, you know, you just you just want to eat. Um, so yeah, I have. There has been times where I've you know gone to the cupboard and had a look to see what's in there at the back of the cupboard. And um, one thing that I did um, I did do on your recommendation was just get rid of the stuff in the house. I found that if it's not there, I don't, I, you know, it's not there for me to eat. I don't want it. Um, if it's there, I will eat it. Um, so, yeah. It's, and that's you know, helped out um, a lot, has it? Yeah, definitely has. Um, you know, if it's in the house, I'm going to want to eat it. Um, obviously, if I'm hungry, it's there. It's easy. Um, so, yeah, I just... When I go shopping, I just I try and just buy what I need for my my dinners, um, and that's really it. I don't I don't try and I try not to buy any snacks or anything like that. Um, and I, you know, if I'm if I'm hungry, I, sometimes I'll just go for a walk, just go do a bit of exercise. If I come back and I'm still hungry, well then I might have dinner a bit earlier or something like that. And so let's talk. Let's talk more about that. Then you know we've obviously set up your particular meal plans, and I'll I'll share with you. Um, and we've t- we've spoken about this anyway, but uh, also with the audience in that I I think people get too you know I I am always talking about calories in, calories out, and that people should track because I think it's a skill that we should learn, and we're certainly trialing that with you at the moment, and just kind of don't worry about kind of hitting a certain number but just kind of track just for the kind of knowledge of well how do I track and what do I look for and kind of going from there um, but I think tracking calories is and can be a very useful um, tool and a skill to have but a big kind of point that I always want to get across is absolutely do what suits you and suits best for you and if you're achieving goals on it then don't change anything and um, obviously, we're still seeing big results uh, from you, and we'll talk about those results later on. Um, and so, there's no real rush for us to kind of, you know, make sure you're hitting a certain number of 
um, calories, but let's just talk about your actual meals themselves because you're pretty yep. you're pretty unrestricted at the moment because most of the time when we're having uh, yeah a one meal day during throughout the week, I know in the back of my head where your calories need to be um, each day. And again, we've shared this um, you know with each other, but uh, those to be able to do that in one meal would be one hell of a meal, um, and as yeah. enjo- as an enjoyable as that would be. I mean, kind of. What's what's a typical meal for you um, these days? And just share, obviously, because you have started tracking a little bit, um, kind of where those calories are sitting at. But we'll get into that later. But what's a kind of what's a kind of meal for you on you know on a day to day? What's what's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday kind of look like? Um, so day to day meal is, um, you know, I'll one day I'll make a a curry um, with and um, we'll just have curry with rice um, and maybe some salad. Um, a lot of the time is, you know, some a piece of meat um, with uh, some steamed veg and just some uh, sweet potato, either um, fried, mashed, um, or we make them into chips. So, yeah, that's basically it's pretty pretty plain, nothing nothing crazy. Um, so yes, yeah, just yeah, that's it really. Um, Sometimes if if I go out, I'll have you know uh, chicken parmi and chips and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, like I say, it's not really restricted to anything. Um, I normally sit about between twelve and sixteen hundred calories a day, mm-hmm. um, which yeah, I I find it suits me pretty good. Um, I think I would struggle to eat more than that. In, in one meal. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, yeah, so, you know, 1,600 calories for one meal, I find it's a it's a pretty big meal. And especially when you're having, as you said, the type of food that you are having, if you, I mean, you could very easily have 1,600 calories if it was a pizza from Pizza Hut. Like, that's, you know, a very, you know, calorie-dense type um, meal. But when you're having, as you said, if it's a piece of protein and then some vegetables on the side... I know in the top of my head just how big that meal would be, but I mean, to you, it's it, and to anyone, you know, if you're going to get fourteen hundred calories worth of you know nutrient dense food rather than kind of calorie dense food, it's going to be a very voluminous type meal. And so, do you come to the end of that meal and kind of like I'm stuffed, I couldn't eat another thing? Are you just kind of just satisfied? Are you sometimes still hungry? Where are you kind of normally at the end of meals of a night time? Um, I think most times I'm I'm pretty stuffed, like I can't eat another thing. Um, obviously, it depends on how active I've been during the day. Um, if I've been fairly active, it's you know I go I might get a little bit peckish or you know bored and hungry um, later on. But yeah, nine times out of ten, at the end of a meal like that, I'm I'm stuffed, like I'm I'm ready for a nap. <laughs> and that's um, if we're having the one meal a day and it's at the end of the day then it's probably perfect time because you're uh, not too far away from bed anyway yeah that's it um, you alluded to it just then with regards to you you're putting training in there as well and again it wasn't something that I you know ran down your throat saying you need to start exercising because again I think far too many people try and do everything on day one um, but we've gradually kind of made exercise more and more important. And that was on your own back. You know, you started saying pretty much to me, can I do more? What what else can I do kind of thing? Um, so, you know, we got a, we got a program going up for you and you're doing a lot of 
a lot of walking and getting out there and getting moving. And so just share with everyone just now, obviously we built up to where we are now, but just now, what's what's a kind of regular week look like uh, for you? Is there kind of a regular, you know, Monday I do this, Tuesday I do this, or is it a bit haphazard? But just anyway, like share kind of what your exercise looks like at the moment. Um, so, yeah, it's a bit here, there, and everywhere. I don't have a set um, schedule. So today I went to the gym and I trained legs um, and did 30 minutes on the treadmill. Um, and tonight I'll go for – I'll probably go do an hour walk tonight. Um, and then tomorrow, um, depending on my work situation, um, if I have time, um, I'll hit the gym or just go for a walk tomorrow as well. Um, I try and train – legs chest back and core um at least once a week um i love training legs i'll train legs twice a week um it's yeah it's one of those things where it's it's a good pain (laughs) (laughs) and and what's and what's that program consist of for you when you say legs what what do you kind of what's the exercises what you go to exercises what do you find that you enjoy so i do um i do leg press um Cedar leg press, and then I do um, hamstring curls, um, and then there's uh, I do the quads, uh, calves, calf raises. Um, I'm sort of I'm slowly starting to introduce doing um, body weight squats to it as well, um, and then yeah, working up to doing some lunges. So yeah. I think there's one, two, it's about four or five exercises I do. Um, there's about, yeah, four or five machines at the gym that I use. And are you, how many sets, how many reps, what's uh, the focus there at the so, moment? I do, I try and hit, um, I do four sets of 10. Um, and I try, yeah, if I hit that next week, if I hit that for a couple of weeks, I'll go up in weight. Um so yeah, I just do four sets of ten. And had I mean, have you seen weights gone up over the time that we've been together? Where you kind of started to kind of where you at? Just give an example on leg press. Where we, can you remember back to what the starting weight was and kind of where you are now? Yeah, so the leg press I started. Um, I think I did. I think it was about one hundred and thirty kilos um, on the leg press. I'm now at two hundred and three. Beautiful. Um, so yeah, that's definitely definitely gone up. And same with calf raises. You know, I could just do sort of my body weight um, when I first started. Now I'm doing my current body weight plus uh, seventy kilos. Beautiful. So, so I mean, yes. that kind of you know alleviates fear of what. Again, sometimes people come to me and go, you know, Adam, in this deficit, am I going to lose muscle? Am I going to lose strength? And I think. You know, for absolute beginners who might not have ever been in the gym or it's been a long time since you've been in the gym, um, I want people listening in who might be in that kind of stage to, one, listen to your um, answer that you've just had there and shared with the, the fact that you know your strength has gone well up from where you started uh, and we're in a pretty significant deficit for you at the moment. But for two, that yes, there might be some loss in um, strength, but kind of maintaining strength is also, I think, a positive. And I think a lot of people have this idea that you know just staying in the same place is a bad thing. But if you're in a you know weight loss phase, I think maintenance is a very good thing with regards to lean muscle mass or strength. And the fact that obviously you are coming from a very beginner 
um, side and most people who are kind of hitting the gym and as I said either might be listening to this or a you know clients of mine or a potential clients of mine um, most people are very beginner in that phase and so they actually can find that you know their strength actually goes dramatically up and they increase some lean muscle mass at the same time as when they're uh, losing weight and that's certainly something we've seen with you which has uh, been a great positive yeah no it's definitely I haven't definitely haven't lost um, any strength or anything like that um, being in this much of a calorie deficit um, and with skipping meals um, yeah I've definitely definitely gained muscle um, since yeah since being on this journey um, I don't know if that's muscle that's sort of always well always been there sort of thing or, or whether it's yeah or whether it is from just the constant training no, absolutely. You you will have definitely like gained, you know, created some lean muscle uh, in there. As I said, if you were someone who has trained for the last twenty years and you've been in the gym, you know, three or four times a week for that time, and you went off training for six months because you know you had an injury or something, um, or you're looking at uh, dropping some lean body fat, that particular person isn't going to probably see a whole lot of uh, lean muscle development, but what they will see is kind of maintenance by keeping up um, with the with gym and kind of you know strength work. But anyone who's a beginner, and I want everyone hearing at home, male or female, um, if you're a beginner and hitting the gym, that you absolutely can gain some lean muscle and lose body fat at the same time. And girls, I want you to really kind of hear out that, you know, don't, have this idea that you're going to just turn into an Arnold Schwarzenegger overnight because you you just don't have the genetic makeup, the hormone makeup, or any possibility of kind of that happening. When I say lean muscle gain, in that it's kind of it's not going to turn into this big bulkiness because you are in a calorie deficit still, so you're not going to see mass amounts of lean muscle mass come on. But everyone wants that kind of athletic look and kind of looking strong and feeling strong. That's what you can kind of expect um, over a long-term journey. It's not going to happen, obviously, overnight, but uh, over a long-term journey. And so, um, no, you definitely will have uh, gained some lean muscle mass in that time, mate, which is uh, which is a great thing because it'll benefit us uh, long-term because, you know, at the moment we're still, let's just look at your results. What are we? We're currently sitting at 174.2. That was your last check-in um, from our very first check-in of 200. So, you know, we're 26 kilos down at the moment. Um, and let's just kind of, what do we got? We've had an average of, uh, where are we? Our average weight loss has been 1.85 kilos a week, but we have that weight to lose. Now, obviously, that's going to slow down uh, over time, and there's going to become a point where uh, we're not going to be seeing that kind of level of uh, decrease each week. But by keeping lean muscle mass there, we are doing everything we possibly can to kind of keep your metabolic rate uh, churning along by adding that lean muscle into the body, which means that your calorie deficit that you'll need when you're 130 kilos, 100 kilos, getting down to you know the numbers where we're trying to aim towards, uh, which is I think where a lot of people see shows like The Biggest Loser and things like that, where they are in extreme deficits. Like we're in a we're in a pretty substantial deficit for yourself, but not to the level that. Um, you know, they will have on those shows and then they're having them train, you know, mostly cardio um, for kind of four, five, six hours a day. They're just not creating that lean muscle mass in the body. And so the bounce back um, from people who have been in a long deficit, you know, whether it's six months, a year, 
uh, to 18 months can really have a quick bounce back because their basal metabolic rate just plummets because of their loss of muscle mass. And this is a big thing and why I always talk a lot about it uh, on my Instagram page and stories about just start strength training because of that benefit that lean muscle mass can have to kind of help maintain your basal metabolic rate so it becomes easier to continue to lose weight and then find maintenance later on in life. So it's where we're aiming for you now, mate. And as I said, um, you certainly have increased your lean muscle mass, which is going to be a great benefit to us, not only now because, you know, you feel stronger and you feel more, um, you know, able to do things, um, but uh, it'll certainly give us long-term benefits. Yeah, no, it's definitely good. I'm, I'm definitely loving the journey. Um, yeah. And how, um, sorry, keep going. Yeah, go on. No, you're up. No, you're right, mate. Go on. Um, I was just going to say that adding that um, gym into there. Had you ever been a gym goer before we kind of started doing this? Had you had a membership, just never been, or where were you at, kind of when we first started and said, okay, let's get into the gym? Yeah, so I had a couple of memberships before years ago, um, and I, I I used to go quite regularly when I was on the uh, doing the shakes. Um, and stuff like that. Not as not as intense as I am at the moment. Um, um, and I didn't. I didn't. Obviously, I didn't research as much. Like, I didn't try do new exercises and stuff like that. I would just go to the gym and I'd do some cardio. Um, sometimes I'd do some strength training and then I'd leave. Um, whereas now, I, of course, I do cardio probably. Um, five to five to seven times a week um and i do strength training i try and do it four to five times a week um so it's definitely something that i am trying to up is the strength training um i don't know it's just the feeling you get when you leave the gym knowing that you've you know you've you've done a workout you feel great um it's just it's phenomenal yeah it's highly addictive. <laughs> well, it's um, I, I, I think people fear that word addiction, but I think it's a it's a good addiction to have to a to a um, kind of to a level. Uh, I think you know there's worse things you can be doing with yourself than exercising, and you know I think as I said, just this day and age where look, eating disorders and you know exercise disorders certainly exist, but they're far 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 in the you know in the minority in comparison to the far majority of people out there who are just not exercising enough. And so um, I know I get a lot of pushback um, when I sit there and suggest that people should be exercising every single day. Um, I know I get you know told in my DMs and people commenting and saying, Adam, I think you know, you're, you're promoting an unhealthy and unsustainable approach that you know people shouldn't be exercising every day. They should be resting and having those rest periods is important. And I like to push back and say, look, I think the fear that people kind of will do too much stops them doing anything at all because they oh, maybe I shouldn't do anything because maybe I'll be doing too much kind of thing. And I think just getting out there and doing as much as you possibly can is going to be a benefit to 99% of the population. And, you know, you're a testament to that, mate. We've, uh, we've had you go on, you know, pretty flat, flat stick at the, at the moment with regards to your exercise, be it, you know, getting outside and just going for a walk. And, you know, it doesn't always have to be a, gut busting sweat dripping kind of vomit rearing type workout which i think you know everyone's head goes to when they think oh i've got to do a workout it's got to be some sort of 
CrossFit, you know, military style type thing. But sometimes, as you said, you know, you get outside and just go for, you know, a walk, whether it's a 20 minute walk, a 90 minute hike or whatever it might be. And I think getting outside like you have been doing is very important as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, when I go for a walk at night, it's, I don't go, you know, crazy. I don't, you know, I build up a bit of a sweat, but, you know, it's it's not gut-busting sort of exercise. It's just turning over the legs, doing some steps, um, burning some calories, just a nice, slow, steady pace. Um, so, yeah, when I'm, when I'm in the gym, obviously I go a bit harder with on the treadmill with, uh, you know, snapping up on the incline. Um, it's a good warm-up. Um, so, yeah, I do, you know, the high, harder workouts at the gym and then, at night, it's just a, a good unwind, I think, um, after a day's work and stuff like that. It's just nice to go for a bit of a walk. Absolutely, mate. That's great. And let's obviously, we've been quite positive about everything at the moment, and you know, your results have been extremely positive and you're doing extremely well. But let's kind of just get a bit real with the uh, audience because, look, it's not always going to be rainbows and sunshines, and no matter how perfect you are no matter what happens there's always going to be kind of you know unplanned meals come in there or um slip ups because you know there's stress at work stress in life but can you share with us uh and kind of go into the detail that you want to uh, a couple of times where we have um slipped up was there something that led to that can you kind of recall that yeah it was a really shitty day at work i was highly stressed and then this happened or was it just a a brain fart for for a lack of a better terminology or kind of Anything at all that kind of led to a couple of times we've had those kind of just unplanned meals and, you know, the email would come through to me and saying, you know, Adam, I'm, I'm struggling here and not sure what to do. And, you know, we'd have a chat and kind of get you back on track. But kind of, yeah, if you're happy to share with some of the lows, low times we've had over the last three months. Yeah, so I've, um, I've had a few a few bad days and stuff like that, um, you know, whether it be, you know, stressed at work and, you know, just haven't had a good day and, you know, you go for you reach for that, I suppose, your comfort food, I guess if you wanted to call it, um, stuff that you, know, you shouldn't eat all the time. Um, so, yeah, there's been a few incidents there where it's, yeah, stressed from work and um, and also with the um, not being on antidepressants anymore either. Um, there's been a few, um, a few bad met mental days sort of thing um we've just felt down and glum and not wanting to do anything didn't want to train didn't want to you know didn't want to stick to one meal a day and stuff like that um so yeah i guess it's sort of just with those days i just ride the wave um and then yeah just wake up the next day and get back to it i guess you know and and on that is has there ever been a thought that following day where you know it it may have been a really down day for you whether it's just a mental health kind of day for you or whether it was a stress day at work or a combination of it all the next day is have you always been just kind of okay hit reset that happened let's move on or has there been a thought on that following day of oh, I I messed up yesterday I'm I'm feeling still pretty glum and shit about it all today so what's the point? But I'll do it anyway. Or kind of where where's that headspace been that following day for you? Have you had some troubling kind of backup days, or is it always kind of just kicked you back into gear? 
Um, so a f- majority of the days I just kick it back into gear. Um, but there are some days where, you know, you'll sit there and you'll stew on it and, you know, why did I do that? Why, what was the point of that? And, you know, I'll go to the gym and I'll push myself that little bit harder. Um, but the something that I did take from you was to not punish myself for yesterday's actions. Um, like you said, just hit reset, start again, and just keep going. Perfect, mate. And, I mean, you've been a testament to it, and your, uh, your results are certainly a testament to that as well. And um, I appreciate you sharing uh, with us, obviously, uh, the fact that you're now off antidepressants and i want to just let the audience know that was not my recommendation you're talking with your doctors about that i didn't just say get off them because i think i shared that with the audience uh, on my instagram page a while back and i had again a couple of people come and yell at me for saying you shouldn't be telling people to get off antidepressants and that i'm like hang on i didn't do that that's all kind of controlled by a doctor so um how have you was that i mean again was that a nervous thing for you when you were trying to get down on them were you you know had you become a bit you know, dependent on them and saying, you know, these are what are helping me and, you know, coming off them, am I going to, you know, slide backwards kind of, if you don't mind sharing it, how have you felt kind of um, coming off them and to where you are now, you know, completely antidepressant free? Um, so, yeah, it was done, yeah, controlled by a doctor. Um, um, yeah, it was, it has, I was worried about it. Um, I was very dependent on them, um, you know, and I was worried that coming off with them, I was going to just hit rock bottom. Um, but my my doctor was good about it. We slowly stepped down um, strengths um, every week, I think it was. Um, so we just went down. Yeah, I think I was on, I was on a massive dose. It was like 225 milligrams um, of antidepressants. So it was a huge dose. Um, so we slowly weaned off of that, um, and at least, yeah, I've, I've gone off of them cold turkey before, um, and ended up back on them because just, you know, gone from having the antidepressants to just nothing, just doesn't work. Um, so yeah, it was just slowly weaned off of them. And then I've sort of replaced, I guess I've replaced it with hitting the gym, um, sort of thing that's sort of my go-to now if I'm not feeling the best or something like that I'll go to the gym or I'll go for a walk um just the feeling you get it's just sensational and I've shared that kind of opinion um a few times and I'm not too sure if you've read it but um the book Lost Connections um I think is a fantastic book um controversial uh, some people um, are very against the kind of ideas in there, but the main idea around the the idea that connections of what have been lost and what has been leading to a number of our issues with regards to such an increase in mental health uh, issues around society around the world uh, in the developed world especially um, these days and kind of you know getting yourself moving, getting yourself out again, getting and you know being in social settings, whether you know those people or not, but just being in those social settings can be a very positive thing, and I think whether you have mental health issues and you're on medications or you're just someone who just can't seem to kind of get yourself going or get motivated or, um, you know, find that, you know, as you said, that kind of buzz from, you know, life again. I think, you know, exercise and taking action 
while it can be the you know the last thing you want to do, and I'm sure you you know you can probably uh, confirm this as well, and I'm just the same. Some days you're just down. You've had a bad day at work. You might have had a fight with your partner. You've you know had a you know, a big binge out the day before or whatever, and you're just feeling down and out and just can't be bothered doing anything. But you know taking action, even though it's the last thing you want to do. I'm yet to meet someone, and I personally am yet to experience it myself. Coming home from that, ex- you know, that exercise session, whatever it might have been, however small or however big that session might have been, I've not met someone, and I haven't yet ever come home from it and gone, yeah, I really regretted doing that. I should never have gone. Like we always feel, and you tell me if you know you're the same, but you always feel positive about the fact that you might not necessarily feel, you know, great and happy and smiles all again, but you at least go. Well, I did it. I feel better for it, and kind of that's better than just sitting at home and doing nothing about it. Yeah, definitely. I've never, um, I've never gone, done a workout or a walk, gone for a walk, and gone. What did I do that for? Like, I've always, always feel even, even just a little bit better. Like, there's just always a good feeling um, after doing doing a workout um, and exercise. It's just. It, just clears the mind. It's that's great, mate. And um, yeah, where are you at now? The fact that you're on no antidepressants now, and uh, I presume you're probably still in close contact with your doctor. You you see them on a regular basis, do? Um, yeah, probably not as much as I should. I went to the doctor <laughs> today actually, um, and yeah, no, they they're wrapped with how everything's going. Um, yeah, I haven't had an antidepressant for. I don't know, six, seven weeks, I think it is, something like that. Um, so it took quite a while, so it's all out of my system. Um, I'm, yeah, I reckon I probably, nine times out of ten, they're good days, sort of thing. So, yeah, I can't really can't really complain about it. I'm, I'm just glad to be off of them. I, I really thought I was going to be dependent on them for the rest of my life. Um, so, yeah, it's it's... Fantastic to be able to say, yeah, I'm, I'm clean from antidepressants. It's awesome, man. And I, I, I certainly remember that email coming in and you sharing that with me. And uh, I know I certainly had a big smile, and I'm sure you had it as well. But uh, as you said, you're now clear of them, and you know you're actively doing something um, about it um, rather than, as you said, relying on a pill and um, not kind of doing anything about it. The fact that you are doing uh, what you are, and I think it's a testament to you, mate. You've uh, yeah, you know, I think people can kind of see sometimes these kind of before and afters, and even though it has a date on it, you know, we've been three months. You go, you know, people don't kind of really you know, quantify just what's gone into that time, whether it's a three month time, a six month time, a twelve, a two year, whatever it might be. Uh, just how much work has gone into that. So I mean, you know, the podcast aside, I want to say. Uh, a massive congratulations to you so far, mate, because uh, you've done an incredible job and you've been you know, extremely vigilant and on sticking to it. And uh, even though we've had those slip-ups in there, uh, you've been very you know, quick to turn around and kind of you know, take my advice and get back into, back into the game and go from there. So to you, mate, uh, you know, the, I, a round of applause for you and standing up and cheering you on, mate, because it's been great. Thank you, Adam. Um, yeah, that means a lot, mate. Um, yeah, oh, I couldn't have. I don't think I would have been able to do it without the support from from you. Um, no matter what, you're you're always there, 
whenever I need whenever I need advice, you're there. So, no, thank you. No, no, my my absolute pleasure, Matt. And there's a couple of questions that we kind of yes, it came through from the audience. I think most of them were kind of answered in some way, shape, or form. But one that one that stands out to me here is that what what's been the hardest part for you about all of this? Um, the hardest part listening to my body. I reckon um, I struggle to listen to it um, whenever if I need to have a rest. Um, or something like that from training. I struggle to have a rest. Um, I I feel like if I don't if I don't if I'm not constantly working out, I'm I'm gonna go backwards. It's gonna it's gonna undo all all the last three months sort of thing. Um, so I think that's been my biggest struggle is um, learning to listen to my body um, and get out of my head. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. And uh, how do I phrase the question the best I can? Is it is it kind of a is there a fear of going back to kind of where you once started from? Is that kind of in your head at all? Yeah, of course. Um, I don't want to go back to the to two hundred kilos that I was. Um, I don't. I don't ever want to see that number again. Never. Um. So yeah, it's, def- it's definitely a fear of going back to that, um, and I think a lot of it probably stems from, you know, past um, tries and stuff like that, where I've tried to lose weight, I've lost a bit, and then it's all come undone. I've let the I've let one day sort of just spiral, um, sort of thing. So yeah, definitely definitely scared to the you know if I have a day off, I'm gonna undo the last three months. Yeah. Okay. And as we as we continue to move forward and you see the results come, even though we may have had a slip up here or there, is that starting to alleviate some of that fear for you, or is it still you know quite present in there that oh if I miss a day today I'm I'm not really doing what I need to be doing? Where where are you kind of currently at now that we're three months in and we're seeing those results come in week after week after week? Um, no, it's um, it's definitely getting rid of some of the fear. Um, I'm not as scared, you know, if I if I have an extra meal or, you know, if I miss out on a bit of training and stuff like that, I'm not as worried as I was at the start of the three months. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely made me more aware of everything. Um, and obviously, I, I weigh myself every day, which I hated the idea of, actually hated the <laughs> idea of weighing myself every day. Um, but now it's like it's. I'm not so worried about it. I can. I get up. I weigh myself, and I might be a little bit heavier than what I was the day before. But I know that you know, in a in a in a day or two days, it, it's going to change again. So, so why why worry? Why bother? Yeah, and I mean that's exactly why I've started kind of putting that on my own page in. Um, and kind of getting and you know trying to ask people to do the same thing for themselves because I think you know desensitizing yourself to that kind of emotion that we can have when you jump on the scale and it's either gone up or it's gone down and I think both ways we shouldn't get overly excited when we see a good result just like we shouldn't get overly excited when we see um, you know a, a result going back the other way and so uh, I think getting on it every day you start to learn and start to understand that you know even if you're perfect, 
you can sometimes see the scale weight go up, but that doesn't mean that you know you're gaining fat or it's you know you're maybe you're doing something wrong or whatever it might be that's kind of sending you backwards. That you know it's the trend over time that you you want to look at, not the day to day kind of fluctuations or even really week to week fluctuations um, of the ups and downs we can uh, we can see. Yeah, definitely. Um, as I guess as you always say, it's uh, consistency over perfection. So just, just got to keep doing what we're doing. Absolutely. Moving mate. forward. Absolutely. Well, um, I really appreciate you uh, sharing the journey so far. Uh, as I said, we're going to do four of these over the next year, and we'll do them every quarter. So that was kind of our first quarter uh, you know, done and dusted. And as I said, uh, let's just kind of – I think I posted it on my story the other day. But, you know, your results today for this uh, – to date for this first quarter, as I said, you know, you're at – 26 kilos lost and where I think we're almost at 45 centimeters um, lost um, around the three sites that we measure being the chest the belly button and the bum um, so you know that's a fantastic start and I couldn't have hoped for more and I'm sure uh, you would probably relay that same information and that um, you know you're pretty happy with kind of where we're at is there anything you want to kind of share with the audience anything else that you can kind of think of after that first three months for you know someone might be Someone might hear this podcast and go, "Okay, well, if Max did it, I'm going to start today. I'm going to get going." What you know? Is there any advice that you would give? You know, someone starting out on their journey where they're looking at losing five kilos, ten kilos, or a hundred kilos. Is there something that you can share um, about what their first three months is probably going to be like? Um, yeah. well, I guess if if I can do it, anyone can do it. I'm just I'm an average Joe Blow. Um, don't don't be afraid to to make mistakes, um, and don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, if you need help, reach out. Um, Adam's always there. You can reach out to me. Um, just don't be afraid to try. Just go for it. Jump in. That's um that's perfect advice, mate. And I'll certainly be putting your um details your your instagram details in the bottom of uh the show notes so if you guys want to jump over to max's page which is creating max 2.0 i think it is isn't it yeah that's it mate. um so you're posting there when you do and kind of just sharing some days you know how you're feeling or what you're doing through you know um, some posts and some pictures and things like that which has been great and obviously you'll have that to look back on uh throughout your life as we move forward and just kind of as a, a marker of where you've come from to where you go to so absolutely go and check out max's page there and as as max said you know reach out to max if you need to and you know ask him some questions because uh, you might be in a very similar place to him and feel that you have more affinity with talking to someone like max who's been going through it um but as as, as you alluded to as well you know my my DMs are always open. I'm always happy to answer any questions. So if you guys are listening in on this podcast and you want to ask any questions, and I always use the analogy from what you were saying, just don't be afraid to ask for help. In that, you know, if a pipe bursts in my house, I ring a plumber because I need a plumber. You know, and you know we don't even hesitate to do that because you know if something major goes wrong with the house, you're going to get a professional that specialises in that to help out and. Whether it's with me, and I'm not certainly not advocating you have to go with me, but anyone, if you kind of need help in some way, shape, or form, don't don't, as you said, be afraid to kind of reach out. And so I think I'm I'm really happy you kind of made that point that uh, I think so many of us kind of fear asking for help because it can you know make us appear weak or that you know we must know everything in every situation kind of thing. But you know, 
there's professionals out there in almost every setting and so I think seek them out and kind of surround yourself with people that can support you on whatever journey uh, you're looking at going on. So I think that's a really valid point, mate. I'm glad you made that. That's great. Yeah, no worries, mate. It's, yeah. Yeah. We, we don't know everything sort of thing. So I've, I've got very little idea of what I'm doing. Um, you know, I had no idea what I was doing when I started. Um, it's just come from learning. It's come from your advice. Um, so, yeah, just don't be afraid to ask. Excellent, mate. And, um, and again, you know, really appreciate you coming on today and kind of sharing with that. Uh, you know, as I said, there were some nerves from you going on, but, um, you know, yeah, I think you've done very well, mate, and you've conveyed uh, your journey very well, and I'm sure the audience listening in has gained some uh, valuable information from it, and I'm sure it'll certainly help some people uh, on their own journey. So, again, I really appreciate you coming on today, mate, and, um, you know, sharing that journey so far. No, thanks, mate. Uh, it's been a pleasure. It's definitely, definitely a lot of nerves. Um, <laughs> hopefully, the next, hopefully, the next one goes a bit smoother. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's been great, mate. And um, as I said, anyone listening in, as I've said, uh, and Max has said, feel free to reach out to either either of us. Our uh, details will be in the show notes below. Uh, but that's been another episode of the Let's Talk Fast podcast today, guys. Really appreciate you. Uh, Jumping in, if you have found something of value, definitely give the uh, podcast a screenshot and post it up onto your Instagram stories with our um, our Instagram names in there. Tag us along so we know that you've been listening. That's been another episode. I hope you're all well. Have a fantastic week. I'll see you next week on another episode of Let's Talk Feist podcast. Catch you later, guys. Ciao.